My name is Robert Beaglehall. I trained in medicine, epidemiology and public health. For 20 years I was an academic at the University of Auckland, but then my most important job was as Director of Chronic Disease Prevention and Health Promotion at WHO in Geneva. And whilst there, we paid a lot of attention to tobacco control. And of course, those were the years in which the Framework Convention on Tobacco Control got started. But my overriding career passion has been tobacco control. I've been involved for 40 years, probably influenced by the death of my father very early from heart disease. And I distinctly remember in that same year, my first patient as a medical student was dying of lung cancer. And it's a very, very vivid image for me too. And I'm sure my interest in this preventable cause of death and disease stemmed from those early experiences. It's very important for New Zealand. We have 500,000 daily smokers. 300,000 of those are Pākehā, 150,000 are Māori, 30,000 are Pacific. The rates of smoking in Māori and Pacific people are very high. We need to do much more to help people stop. And vaping is much, much less harmful than cigarette smoking. It's much, much cheaper than cigarette smoking in New Zealand and it helps people stop. So vaping is a tool for reaching the very important world-beating smoke-free 2025 goal, whereby we will attain a smoking rate in adults of less than 5%, currently over 12%. So the legislation was very, is very important, providing a safe, effective, cheap tool for adult smokers who want to stop. And most adult smokers do want to stop smoking cigarettes. Across the ditch in Australia, they're looking towards using a medical model. What risks are associated to the smokers in Australia by going with a medical model? Well, basically going that route privileges the tobacco industry. By making, by making vaping less accessible, uh, and more difficult for smokers who smoke cigarettes who want to quit, to making it more difficult for them to access nicotine is privileging big tobacco. That's the last thing we want to do. We should be treating nicotine products as consumer products, let the market innovate, let people make their own choice as, they want, uh, as to what they want to do. They can let them choose between the much less harmful nicotine-based products versus the much more harmful cigarette smoking. Most people will go for the, the safer, less harmful option. There's a lot of misinformation out there about the supposed harms of nicotine and vaping. And most of that information is incorrect. All of it is incorrect and based on very poor science, on vested interests, on people who want to have an, a tobacco-free and a nicotine-free world, which in my view is totally unrealistic and not necessary. Let's get rid of the tobacco, the cigarette smoke, replace it with the much less harmful nicotine, and, and then consider what the next steps are. But let's provide people with all the good evidence-based scientific information that they require to make their choices. And let's do everything we can to counter the misinformation, which is coming from a rather limited uh, number of 
people with strong vested interests in tra traditional tobacco control approaches. I think the New Zealand experience is based on a reasonable view of the evidence. And the New Zealand legislation passed earlier this year is very important in that it recognises vaping as a, a good tool for people who want to, who smoke and who want to stop. It recognises the harm reduction potential of vaping. And so that's a very good start. The legislation had to balance the concerns about adult smokers who want to stop smoking cigarettes versus the risks to children. And I don't think we got the balance quite right. But it's progressive. It could be better. And I think there are opportunities for other countries to learn, not only about the legislation, but also about the process of working up towards the legislation. It didn't just come out of the blue. There was an enormous amount of effort going back a large number of years from community advocates in particular, from um, established NGOs, from tobacco control NGOs, and lots and lots of work with them from within the very good Ministry of Health people involved, and of course with the politicians who eventually made the decision. And the decision is a, a good start, and the legislation can be improved. The regulations still have to be formulated and there are options for uh, overcoming some of the limitations of the legislation. In terms of the legislation itself, there is several occasions in the legislation which they, in which cigarette smoking is equated with vaping, despite the well-known vast differences in harms associated. So the distinctions between tobacco smoking, cigarette smoking and vaping could have been operationalised in the legislation more clearly. For example, advertising and promotion of vaping is banned as we have already banned tobacco smoking. Vaping in public smoke-free places is also banned. And this equates cigarette smoking with vaping, which is completely the wrong message that we want to give. Um, the, the legislation bans outright uh, oral products which have nicotine even if they have no tobacco. And this is totally wrong because we know that these products, with or without um, tobacco, as used in Sweden in particular, so-called snus, are very effective uh, ways for people to stop cigarette smoking. It's not easy to quit. It's a nasty, nasty dependence. And, and many people fail many times. But with vaping available as a useful and important uh, aid to cessation, available as a consumer product there and then at the corner dairy, and with plenty of support and wraparound services, someone to call at 10 o'clock at night when you're not getting the vaping device to work properly, I think we can do much, much better to helping people who want to quit smoking cigarettes but find it hard. And vaping is not a silver bullet, but it's a very important tool. But in New Zealand, we've done everything else. We've done everything uh, recommended by WHO in terms of taxing, advertising, promotion, point of sale, plain packaging, everything. And we still have 500,000 adult New Zealanders who smoke cigarettes, most of whom 
want to quit. Of course, we're not banning, we're not proposing a ban on tobacco. If people with all the information, all the knowledge that they have, still want to smoke, well, smoke cigarettes, that's their choice. But there are a lot of people who regret that they started and now would do anything they can to quit smoking cigarettes. Our job in public health, in government, is to help them. And vaping is one important tool. And particularly we have to be smart and attuned to people who are most disadvantaged, most at risk, spending such a high proportion of their income on cigarettes when it could be put to better use, I'm sure.